What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The hills are alive with the sounds of gutting. Kevin Goatee here. Boy, I just tip my hand to what our movie is this week. Greg Salerno joins us for the first time to explain why the sound of music drags on more than World War II did. Joining me is co-host, oh, you know my buddy, Delvin Cox. He couldn't resist to sit in on a white people musical. Let's see if the Von Trapps really earned their stripes for those Partridge Family-esque concerts, or is this just worse than sitting through five hours of a musical? Gather around, here's what I know. It's just a flesh wound. Delvin Cox guest host. Name that film. That is familiar. Oh, for Christ's sakes, Delvin. Is that Monty Python? It is Monty Python. I was going to say, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going to sit there and go, please tell me you got this. Kevin Goatee, guest host Delvin Cox and Greg Salerno joining us in this week's Gutting the Sacred Cow, the funniest movie review slash movie debate podcast where we invite guests to pick a film they find overrated or hate and trying to convince us to see their argument. But here's the twist. The film must meet one of these criteria, widely beloved, critically acclaimed, or a financial success. Greg Salerno, welcome to the podcast, sir. How goes it? Uh, good, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm pretty excited about this. We are, too, because Greg probably chose the most successful musical of all time, 1965's The Sound of Music. Delvin, get ready for some numbers. A budget at the time of $8.2 bucks, which is a lot of money back then. A lot. A box office haul of, get this, $286.2 million. Wow. Turn, turn that into 2023 money. 
$78.7 million budget. Box office, $2.75 billion. So this is like a Marvel movie. Buddy, <laughs> buddy, buddy, this does a Cleveland steamer to the Marvel movies. This is crazy. That's 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 amazing. That's more than Endgame. That's more than any of those Avengers or even the Dark Knights. Anything. That's nuts. That's crazy. Well, we'll figure out why people loved it so much. IMDb, folks, is a scale one through ten with decimal points. Greg, what do you think the folks at IMDb have for The Sound of Music? Hmm. I'm going to guess uh, like a nine. Nine. Delvin Cox. I'm going to say 8.1. One of you has won both showcases here in the Fabulous Price of Right. And that is Delvin Cox, smack dead nuts on 8.1. Oh, wow. You're getting better at this, Delvin. Rotten Tomatoes, one. fellas, as we know, 1 through 100 with decimal points. Delvin, what did the critics give this, uh, this film? Usually Rotten Tomatoes is higher, so I'll say 87. 87. Greg, what do you think? I'm going to go 84. One of you is dead nuts on and has won both showcases. And that person is Greg Salerno, 84. Wow. We killed this happen one time here. Let's see if we can get the hat (laughs) trick. Audience score, Delvin Cox, 1 through 100. What did the audience give the sound of music? 91? Greg Salerno. I'm going to go 78. One of you is dead nuts on the first time that this has ever happened. This is crazy. I've never seen it where all three scores were dead nuts on. Delvin Cox, 91, is a winner. Can I do the thing where they run around the whole thing? (laughs) Like you're doing the airplane with your arms out. That's nuts. We've got all three of them perfect scores. Holy Christ. That's crazy. 91. Yeah, people love this film. Five fun facts. Julie Andrews kept falling over during the mountain scene. The opening scene where she's twirling on the mountaintop may look effortless, but it was anything but. Not only was it raining and cold throughout production, the helicopter kept knocking Julie Andrews over. (laughs) Do you see, millennials? This is before drones. Yes. The scene where the rowboat overturns and Maria and the kids fall into a lake was hard on Kim Carruth, who is the five-year-old that played Gretel. Since Carruth could not swim, Julie Andrews was supposed to fall forward, but the boat turned over. When the boat turned over and rescued her, Andrews fell backwards and couldn't get to Carruth in time. I went underwater, swallowed a lot of water, and then vomited all over Heather, who played Louisa. (laughs) (laughs) Or as some people called pay puke porn. There you go. (laughs) Christopher Plummer, who played Captain Von Trapp, also the bad guy in Dragnet. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. He hated hated, that. That is perfect 80s cheese written that that the screenplay was fueled by cocaine. You can tell the entire way through. He hated everything was. Pretty yeah. much, right? Oh, that and yeah, bachelor, yeah. bat and bachelor party. Ironically, two Tom Hanks vehicles. Both of those, <laughs> both of those movies. You know, by the third act, the the writers are like, we got to finish it up. How are we gonna do this? Right. I know. We're gonna, right. a, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a car chase, and it's gonna go through a movie theater screen. It's gonna drive around. It's gonna go through the back of the movie theater, and we'll figure it out in the end. <laughs> 
plumber who played Captain Von Trapp hated the film so much that he called it the sound of mucus. Oh, puns. Look at you strike it with the strongest of blades. He said because it was so awful and sentimental and gooey, you had to work terribly hard to try and infuse some minuscule bit of humor into it. He drank and ate away his sorrows in Salzburg, which caused him to gain so much weight, his costumes had to be let out. He also admitted on the DVD commentary that he was drunk when they were filming the music festival scene. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that's not drunk. I want to see Dean Martin kind of sloppy drunk. That's what I want to see when someone's doing this. You want to see Yeah, like leaving Las Vegas drunk or something. (laughs) To lose your filter. Dude, I love that. Can you imagine if he poured bourbon all over Julie Andrews' tits like he did Elizabeth Shue and Nicolas Cage did? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or or if he reenacted the shower scene even. (laughs) Yes. Jumping off in the pool in the middle and wasting (laughs) a full bottle of uh, bourbon. That doesn't happen. No. Nicholas Hammond, who played Friedrich, who grew from 5'3 to 5'9 in six months of shooting. Since Friedrich had to be shorter than Liesel but taller than Louisa, the growth spurt paused a continuity problem. At the start of the film, Hammond had lifts on his shoes. By the end, his shoes were off and Carr had to stand on a box. Now, if only I could grow six inches in six months, but in the pants. They have pills for that. No, that's just keep, keep, keep you hard. You ever take dick? You ever take dick pills, Delvin Cox? Yes, I have. Yeah, and how did he like it? <laughs> Why do I keep falling for this? <laughs> Greg, how about you? Ever take dick pills? I, I no, I've actually wanted to try them, but I, I have never got get my hands on them. Like it's easier to get heroin and shit than it is to get those for some reason. I don't know what the deal is, but buddy, you're on the Vegas Boulevard. You can just walk up the strip and score that just as fast as you can heroin. I don't know, man. Heroin's pretty easy. Trust me. <laughs> He's booting up right now and shooting between his toes. Yeah, exactly. I've never done a dick pill because I've never been to the point where I think I've, I can honest to God, this is not the humble brag. I can probably count on one, maybe two hands. My shit just went, all right, we're done. And it's not even, I get the opposite of whiskey dick. Like it just stays hard, like throughout when I'm like buzzed or drunk. It's yeah, weird. it's more, I get like, uh, it's it's more of like, in between you know like if it's been going on for a while and it's kind of like oh i really wish you know this was uh maybe a little like 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 like, like three-quartered mass instead of like you know full blown and i think and yeah. from what i hear it makes you last like you know forever so right. i always right. wanted to try it but it's like you're throwing 85 but you're like yeah i want to get the, i want to get 97 98 out of there with a cut right. yeah it's like greg gagney before the roids and after the roids yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah, that's when you become a junk ball pitcher or throw it right. a spitter. I like how this right. is a G-rated film and we just made it RNC-17 with <laughs> dick pills. After the failure of Cleopatra, 20th Century Fox was close to bankruptcy. I had no idea. Luckily, the sound of music, sound of music was so successful, it surpassed Gone with the Wind as the number one box office to date and went on to win five Oscars including Best Picture and Best Director. Today, adjusted for ticket inflation, The Sound of Music, the third highest grossing film of all time and the most successful successful musical on film ever. Number one and number two, it's Avatar, right? Avengers Endgame number two at $2.799 billion and Avatar 3, wow, $2.3 billion. So a little far off, but I had no idea Avatar 2 shut up that far. It passed... Yeah. 
it passed Titanic and Episode Seven and Infinity yeah, War. I, wow. I, I thought it Damn. passed it already because I know it was shooting up there really fast, and James Cameron's pushing for it. Oh, <laughs> God, he has two, three of the top five films of all time. He's insufferable. <laughs> he really is. Terminator 2 and Aliens, bro. Let's not go that far. I, I love Terminator 2. I love Aliens. True Lies. Man. True Lies is great. Then that was it. James Cameron? Yeah. Yep. Terminator 1. Really? Obviously. Well, The Abyss sucks, well, yeah. though. Nah, I thought it was all right. I, I, I didn't dig that one. All right. Uh, that's five fun facts. Quotes. You flatter me. Oh, how clumsy of me. I meant to accuse you. I thought that was smirk worthy. I, I did laugh at this one. How many strudels have I had? Two. Well, better make it an uneven three. Cute. That's it. Delvin Cox, any quotes from this film jump out at you? I didn't really think of any of the quotes. It's just a bunch of like songs and I hear the song like, oh, no, nah, I know where that song's from. Oh, that's where that song came from. That was, that was kind of like a thing that was constant through this movie. Like, I, I got all the references from the movie. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. I never knew it came from this movie, but now I kind of see, like, okay, that's right. where that came from. Like, the, what is it? The song about Maria? Yeah. I never knew what that was. I just knew it was a Seinfeld reference, and I'm like, oh, this is where it came from. Wait a minute, black it. black guy who watches Seinfeld. What? <laughs> uh, Greg, how about yourself? Any quotes jump out at you? Uh, not really, because well, I'll get to it. I don't want to ruin like that's what fine. I'm going to say about yep, the yep. movie. So nope, that's uh, good. I appreciate that. And now let's get right to you, our fans, as we call them affectionately, the herd in Ask a Gutter. Gutter. I love when you jump in. At Dave Quist, old musicals not named Singing in the Rain are a big fail. Even The Wizard of Oz makes my eyes glaze over. Excuse me. The statement, Dave Quist, but that's cool. Love you. You know what? Right. The Wizard of Oz is one of the few musicals that I actually enjoy. I do, too. Done on this very podcast, I might add. Yeah. STST Podcast, those guys who do our fantastic artwork. He asks, if Baz Luhrmann filmed this in 2015, whose music does he use? uh, Daft Punk, Dead Mouse, or Skrillex? Future. Mm. (laughs) I think probably Skrillex. Because that would piss people off the most, and it seemed like they were just trying to like fight the fight the fight the man or something, or, you know, go against whatever in the movie, right? Like, Anti culture shit or something. So I figured okay. Skrillex would be the one that would piss the people off the most. You're right, it would because it sounds like Transformers fucking who need WD forty spray in their joints. So yes, right. I'm with you on that. Next question at Eric four nine five three. I don't know, maybe I'm nostalgic, but. I don't see anything wrong with this movie, so I'll ask Fraulein Maria or the Countess, uh, Baroness Eric Baroness. Yes. To you, Greg. Oh, I'm sorry, sure. uh, man. I don't know. I got to go with Julie Andrews, man. Do you see? I'd be more of a Baroness guy myself. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got to go with Julie Andrews. She seemed like she's like weird. Like those chicks from EDC and shit. You mean, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They got like armpit hair. And then when you get them home, it's like the best shit ever. Like, I, I don't know. One of those kind of weirdos. I think I like that better. Oh, yeah. She throws an edible in and anything fucking goes. That's what's exactly. up. Exactly. Right. Don't let that page boy haircut throw you. Delvin, tiebreaker. Who is it? I don't know. The Baroness is kind of hot. 
But yeah. Julie Andrews, I kind of, I kind of get why people like fell in love with her. She has this innocent like look to her and personality. I'm like, ah, I, I get it. Okay, there you go. That's the uh, the de facto winner. Next at Lord Snurts, this man crushes questions. I have no doubt. Oh, he's got two. Even better. Who would win in a WWE Royal Rumble style between the Von Trapps and the Brady Bunch? Oh, uh, Greg first. Uh, sorry, I, I think you got to go uh, 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 Brady Bunch because they're older. Most of them, right? And I think I, mean, I think Greg himself would mop up like all those kids. I mean, all right. Like which one of those? Which one of those kids gonna fight Greg? He's like, I mean, he guy's like twenty four years old and shit. He is, but don't you underestimate Austrians. They're sneaky. True, but I still, you know, and I figured the dad too. I mean, the dad and Greg alone, I think, would pretty much mop up them all. I, that one guy is a military dude, though. Yeah, that's my, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's gonna be my yeah. You know, yeah. he taught the, you know he taught those kids close quarter combat with a knife. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe you're right. It's like that scene in, in Saving Private Ryan where the Nazis about to put the knife in the Jewish soldier and going shh shh. Yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can. I totally see them doing that to uh to uh uh uh, uh, uh Cindy and uh Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Whatever. I never liked that show. I thought it sucked. It is at, at Lord Snurts again. The hills are literally alive with music while do- while dodging boulders from the Sentinel Mountains. What song is playing? Oh, dude, I have no idea. Future. <laughs> are you talking about if we could pick a song now? Any song. Or the Hills Are Alive, oh. Dodging Boulders. What are you choosing? I see. Uh, shit. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, um, what's that heartbeat from uh, Childish Gambino? Okay. That's a good one. All right. Delvin? Sounds like a rock slide song. <sighs> I'm trying to think of a good song to choose. I have my answer. I think it's an easy one. And I'm cheating, but I don't care. I say Flight of the Valkyries, as you heard from Apocalypse Now, blazing, as you heard Robert Duvall love to play and saying, Charlie, don't surf. I like to let them know I'm coming. That song would be a fitting. Like Being Wagner German, we're in Austria. Tie-in is there. There we have it. Something Kanye West. There you go. Okay. Oh, I get it, because he hates the Jews, and this is the Austrians, and this is World War II. Is that what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, pretty here? much. Yeah, okay. That's like, that's like what we're doing. Right, well, <laughs> didn't he say he likes him now because he watched Twenty One Jump Street or something? Yeah, yeah. That, ju- that is a wild thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> of all people to make him turn the cheek is Jonah Hill of all people. Yeah. Hard. I right. don't know about that. Yeah. I can give him a bunch of other Jewish people I like a lot. That would I, yeah, that would change his mind. At Joe loves Cam Joe Doherty in a role reversed Sound of Music remake. What actress should play the role of the captain and what actor should play the priest? I'm going to go uh, Kathleen Turner as the captain. <laughs> I like it. And then what was the other one? I'm sorry. The priest, you said? Yeah, the priest. Correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, man. Uh, how about, uh, what's her face? Uh, Scarlett Johansson. All right. I'll buy that. Next. Uh, they call this a movie. TCTAM pod. How would you solve a problem like Maria? Hard dick, Kevin. Hard dick. <laughs> I guess I guess this went from a, an all audiences now to an explicit lyrics episode. 
I mean, it's kind of how they solved it in the movie anyways. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the captain laid that pipe. I, never mind. I, I, I have jokes written for that. I will not spoil them. At Rex Crumb, the only reason I can think of someone hating the sound of music is that they were hoping the Nazis would win the war. That's a reach. <laughs> so basically, many other reasons to hate it. I mean. Yeah, that's basically what he's saying. And up, oh, our buddy Mike Price did last week's episode. Who's worse, the Nazis or the kids playing the Von Trops? Huh? Ooh, that's a hard uh, one. Yeah, I'm gonna go Nazis. All right, that's um, good. Good answer. Only because. <laughs> Only because they're adults and they had a chance. You know, like the kids didn't really have a chance to grow up yet and change their mind. Right. Oh, not yeah. be assholes. So I'll go I'll go Nazis. Can you imagine well, though you're, you're 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 the parents of those kids who are the actors who are auditioning and they have to right. practice that over and over and you're stuck living in that house as you nonstop hear those songs over and over and oh. over and over. Yeah. No. That would be terrible. That sounds no. like someone would take a pillow to their faces as they slept at night. Yeah, like the hitman in uh, in uh, The Godfather Two. To, oh yeah. To, 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 what's his name? Uh, shit, now I forgot his name. The Meyer Lasky character. I forget his name in the movie though. Oh 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 oh. Uh, I'm a Jew from New York. Oh oh, Mo Green, yeah. Mo Green, Mo Green. Mo Green. Yeah, that's how you no. got the answer. <laughs> no, not Mo Green. Mo Green yeah. was in. Uh, he, he, got, he got. Yeah, he got shot. That's right. Yeah, Hyman Roth. Hyman Roth. That's, that's okay. Roth. Jesus, Mo Green. Yeah. What am I saying? At Matthew Carangelo, or as he's known as Mitch from Mendham, where to start? Why is everyone so cool with the wannabe nun coming in and cock blocking the Baroness? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But see, here's the thing. If I see a nun in a movie, I immediately think she's going to be a cock blocker at some point in that movie. I mean, she's a nun. So it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, the, the acting about it was really poor. I got to say, the acting in this movie, not to go off the rails, but the acting in the movie was so bad. It was like, you remember in Major League, when they did that credit card commercial, yeah, and it was like purposely yeah. awful. Like that's how bad the acting was in this movie. And I know it was a different era, and people spoke differently and stuff. But I mean, my God, was that acting bad? But anyways, yeah. As soon as I saw the nun, I just assumed at some point she was going to cock block because I mean, you could tell it was a love story type movie. And why else would the nuns be there if it wasn't to cock block? American Express, don't steal home without it. <laughs> <laughs> At Katie Cohen says, I play Liesel in the seventh grade, so I have a special place in this film. Always, I love that Christopher Plummer called it S&M. Cute. <laughs> Super fan Katie striking back. There you go, guys. And that closes Ask uh, Gutter. Hey, guys, no one listens to the end of podcasts, so let's get our plugs out now. Greg Salerno, what are you up to? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, cop.com for all the radio stuff. Also, uh, KLOV football halftime show on uh, football on uh, 1230 a.m. here in Vegas. And uh, also at Greg Salerno on Twitter, I guess, and all social media for that. Sweet. Delvin Cox experience is up and running and blowing up, kids. Beyond that train. What else are you up to, Delvin Cox? That's, that's the main thing. We're almost at episode 300. So if you want to send in some audio. For episode 300, get a shout out on the show. Like, hey, send me some audio. At, holler at me on Twitter via DM or something like that. Send me some audio for episode 300 so you can be on the show. Wow. All right. Well, I'll, I'll include this as my invite to be on the episode then. There you go. <laughs> guttingthesacredcow.com. Guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. If you wish to advertise with us, 
But most importantly, for the love of Christ, leave us that five-star rating, two or three sentence review on all and any podcast platforms on YouTube. A like and subscribe never hurt. Tell a friend about us at Kevin Goatee on Twitter. Check out Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber in six months in the Facebook metaverse, as well as comics watching comics also back in the Facebook metaverse. So here we go. Delvin, I want you to help me welcome Greg to his first time. It's going to be, we'll be a little bit gentle with the man. So let's see what he can do here as okay. he is about to gut, gut the, the sacred. sacred. Cow. Cow. Pretty good timing. That was yeah. synchronizing right there. That was good. All right. Your honor, your honor. Oh, all right. So that's me. Yeah, yeah. Here yeah. we go. All right. First of all, here's my first problem with the movie. Uh, it's a musical. <laughs> now, if we need to go further, I can. But I mean, come on already. I mean, what the fuck? Dude? That's so I can't. If I'm watching a musical, dude, I'd rather watch. Like a uh, the Lakers run a train on a family member, then watch a musical for five seconds. I can't handle it. Like it just drives me absolutely okay. crazy. I have a it's, question. Yeah. Which Lakers? Which era of Lakers? <laughs> 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 going, which era of Lakers? Not, <laughs> it's gonna be very no. rough for your family member. <laughs> Kareem Lakers. I'd rather watch the oh. Kareem Lakers. Yeah. With all the, when they're all eight, over seven feet tall, run a train on a family member before I watch a musical. I cannot. I do. I, I don't even know how you can call it a movie. It's a it's a music video at that point. I mean, it's like MTV. They made music videos. It's all it is. If you go on YouTube and look up the movie, you don't even have to watch the movie. Just get to clips of music and them dancing around and shit and her, you know, whatever. And it's all cut into little pieces. They don't even have the uh, the actual script in on YouTube at all. Nobody cares. It's all songs. It's so stupid. I can't I can't stand it. any musical. I don't care if it's Wizard of Oz. I don't I don't care what it is, dude. As long as it breaks in the song, I'm out. So that's number one. Okay. Uh, number two, why did a guy who hates kids so much have seven fucking kids? That makes no <laughs> sense to me at all. Uh, you've never I mean, met black people before, have you? <laughs> no, like right. fucking a lot. <laughs> but that's not always on purpose. I mean, this and, guy did it on purpose. And we don't like condoms. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This dude knew what he was doing, and he still did it. Okay. And then three, this goes on the same topic. He said the wife uh, died of like scarlet fever. No, he died because he turned her into a broodmare, probably. I mean, I, she has seven kids. Seven kids, and those kids are just hard little kids. They're like big framed kids, you know what I mean? That's like, I don't even know if they had C-sections back then. So, I mean, she's probably walking around with like some uh, busted out sweatpants looking, you know, thing after all that. And I, she, she had to have died from that. I, I, that's all. Can't, I, can't, I can't fathom having that many kids on purpose. I, I feel like he did they could have driven a German U-boat through her uterus, I'm sure. <laughs> that's exactly that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's like you ever see those girls at Walmart with the sweatpants with the elastics already broken? No, because like, they're going to because they go to Target like an adult. That's why. Oh, that oh I go to I go to Walmart because it's I like to watch the shit that goes on over there. You know? <laughs> I get that. I, I Target, I never see anything. It's just popcorn smell. Target always sounds like a little bit of popcorn smell, a little bit of foot smell. I don't know why. Yeah, but uh, Walmart just has the foot smell, which I really like. So. Someone's a, uh, someone's got a foot fetish. Do you and Tarantino hang out together? Uh, sometimes, yes. And the old coach of the Jets, Rex Ryan, we all kick it together. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. You ever see that, that video? Is hilarious. He's pretending to be a cop and he pulls his wife over and he makes her show his feet. I don't know what was worse, his play calling or that video. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you see too that. Apparently, uh, Bob Odenkirk, who's one of my favorites, right. uh, also has a foot fetish because I guess on Twitter they're going through his likes and he liked a bunch of feet. Or something on there, which I mean, hey, more power to him. But if Saul, I would have guessed, guessed that. 
Saul Goodman loves feet. Yeah. Oh, and he, does he just sniff a foot and go, it's all good, man. Yeah. <laughs> he must. One of the best shows of all time, by the way. Yeah. Breaking no Bad. No, no, no. Breaking Bad is the best show of all time. It is. It is. But I'm saying Better Call Saul is up oh. there, like top three or four, I would say. I need to finish. In my opinion. I don't know about that high. It's good. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of, there are a lot of seasons that kind of went off for me a little bit. Uh, that last episode was good. Uh, there are moments. There are moments. It was very, I, very I, good. It's a different kind of show, but I of think course. for what the kind of show it was, it was great. That was okay. my, my opinion. That was good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but sorry, go ahead. Didn't mean to der- derail you with. No, talk. no, no. You're fine. Uh, so I mean, you know, again, the musical thing for me is just uh, that's no brainer. But uh, another thing is like, okay, so the guy's out of town, and I know she's a weirdo and shit, but like. You may, she, the guy comes back and they're doing the boat thing and you already know he's going to be upset about that. I mean, he's trying to act like, oh, what happened? I mean, she knows he's going to be mad because he's a weirdo, right? Right. So the drill sergeant guy comes home and then she tells the guy she made the kid's clothes out of his drapes. Yeah. Like, yeah that's how you thought that was a good idea? It doesn't make any sense at all. Why would she even do that? It's so stupid. And the guy's a gajillionaire. Let's go buy him some play clothes or whatever. Have the lady give you some, uh, some petty cash, you know? Go buy some cool Flavavli and whatever clothes. I don't know. It's just like ridiculous. You're making clothes out of the drapes. It doesn't make any sense to me. I didn't understand that part, but. That's a good point. Well, yes. uh, at, at, and then another point I had was uh, they had this big music festival at the end or whatever. And they're going to try to escape from the Nazis and all that stuff. Why would you have to do the music festival at all? Just go run away. Like, I don't understand what the, I mean, I know they wanted music. So they did a music festival. But it's like, I don't understand the whole purpose of that at all. The whole thing or the contest or whatever they were doing. Like, why would you need to do that to run away? Let it was like the blues players. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever, ever wanted to run away and just decide to go to an ultra music festival? You got to do it. I, I guess. Great. I mean, I get it. Like in the Blues Brothers, like in the Blues Brothers, they did it for a reason because they went onto the stage and they used the stage, whatever, you know. But like in this movie, they, they didn't have to even go there. They already, first of all, they came looking for him and they hit him in the cemetery. You're already gone. Just go. Like, why'd you go back to the music festival thing? You're already, you couldn't find you. I don't know. I didn't understand it. That's just an excuse to play more shitty music to me. I guess because everyone wanted to see more clicking of the heels and saluting while played in the background. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was ridiculous. I don't understand. I didn't understand that part at all. And there was a lot of gratuitous scenes too like that don't make any sense and again it's just excuses it's like i always go back to this one movie i forget the guy's name but he was like a pommel horse guy in the olympics right and then after we got out of the olympics they made him like into an action star and fuck i forget the guy's name but then he made this really shitty movie dude this action movie and he's fighting a bunch of guys and jim runs out and, maybe that's what it was i don't know <laughs> that is 100 jim connor it is jim connor you're right so he runs out into the middle of this like town square and it just happens to be a pommel horse in the middle of the town square. <laughs> and he starts like kicking dudes off the pommel horse, like doing, move. you know, that's what like most of the I scenes in the movie this. felt like. Yeah, dude. That's what like most of so these scenes. It's like, well, the, most of these mo- scenes had no point. It's a three hour movie with like five minutes of script. Like, it's so stupid. It made no sense. <laughs> that's like Eddie Gordo for this. That was written by a gay guy. <laughs> right. Oh, it's no. like, I don't know. It's like a pointless movie. Uh, what all, any other notes you have, or is that it? It's pretty much it, man. I was going to stop after musical, but I kept going because, you know, I, I had some other points, but uh, I, I just, I, it made me want to throw up. So, all right. Give me a number one to, t- give me a number one to 10 then. Uh, I'm going to say, is there less than a one? It has to be a one. I mean, or zero. 
Yeah, I'll give it a zero if I can. I'd like to give it a zero. You but sure I know can. what I'll, I'll give it a one for having three minutes of movie, I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'll give it. Delvin Cox, right into the tee box, please, sir. <sighs> let me let me tell you about this. Let me tell people the story who don't know about this. I've never seen this movie before. So I was jarred and disturbed when <laughs> it was three hours long. I, I even messaged Kevin Goatee about like, this movie, you know this movie's three hours? He's like, no, I did not. <laughs> and we went along for the ride. And another thing about this movie is, apparently it is hard to find anywhere. It is like, I guess it's supposed to be on Disney Plus, but it's not on Disney Plus yet. Because so, it's not a Disney film, you dickhead. It's yeah, Fox owns it. I'm kidding. That, that's the <laughs> thing. So, I just want to yell at you. <laughs> so, but we it's, it's like a hard-ass movie to find. You have to like, Voodoo. I got it. I got it on Voodoo for four bucks. That's what I ended up having to do. And I, I know. Sorry. And I told Kevin Goatee that I had to buy it because if I would have rented it, I would have fell asleep on it <laughs> and had to buy, had to re-rent it again. So I say, fuck that. I'll just buy the movie and go through it. So this I like is my how I, I like how you can't watch a movie in forty-eight hours. Like you're that narcoleptic. When it comes to look, it's the other thing. I don't like musicals. Okay. I really don't like musicals. So I knew that it would take me a long time to watch this movie. So I said, let me just buy it so I can just get it out of the way and I'll know I'll watch it then. But this is my thing about this movie. This movie is a very fascinating movie because the plot, almost nonsensical. Almost. A lot of things happen. <laughs> a lot of things happen. Apparently, back in this time, everybody sung everything they had to do. She goes into the, to the to the church, they're singing there. They have a problem with real. That's the whole thing. But I guess the cultural impact of this movie is just that powerful because there's so many things that I saw in this movie that I got. Oh, I remember that from Family Guy. Oh, I remember that from this. I remember that from Seinfeld. That was kind of the constant thing I noticed in this movie that I kind of like. I kind of dug, kind of seeing where all these things that are kind of known in pop culture came from this one movie. And it's uh, that's pretty interesting. I think the the songs is what makes this movie what it is, even though. I'm not, like I say, I don't like musicals at all. But I, I, it was kind of like this thing where every time I would hear a song, I would instantly know it because, not from seeing the movie, because it just became a staple of pop culture. It's like, okay, that's where that came from. That's where this came from. That's where this came from. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, but there, there, there are a lot of things about this movie I found really fascinating. Like one of the things was, how was, what, what was Mary called? She was a nun. No, she, she was. A, she went from a nun to, like this guy's fucking rich. Fra- Fraulein. Well, it's mean that means miss in German, but okay. No, she oh, was like it, it, it was called something Sorry. else. Because yeah, she, like she was a, a governor. Oh, or something? Ca- a governor. governess. Yes. Yeah, a governess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this this motherfucker, rich motherfucker, had. A butler, a maid, and a governess. For those who don't know what a governess is, because I didn't know what the fuck a governess was either. I had to look this shit up. It is apparently just a teacher, like a school teacher, essentially, a home teacher. So the right. first thing that came to mind is why is she doing all this shit if she's just a teacher? I'm like, this is fucking, is this a thing that happened back then that they have teachers like go take care of their kids in a daily day life? Just all like that is. Well, I guess, I guess it was apparently. And I was like, it's fascinating seeing this kind of time capsule and this rich motherfucker and hearing the story like how, oh, all these other seven governors couldn't deal with these kids, but this one comes in and immediately gets along with all the kids. <laughs> like, and she, she, she Michelle Pfeiffer, dangerous mind, these kids. Yeah, she didn't the only do thing, shit. Only thing missing was her turning her chair around backwards and giving him a stern look in the face. Like, right. she literally didn't do nothing. She just literally came in and said hi. What the one girl snuck out and she came back. All right, I'm gonna tell you that. Like, oh, you're cool now. I'm like, the fuck? How did that work yeah. like that? And Calvin brought up something I was thinking about too. I forgot to bring this up in the points. He's he was talking about the nuns. I do nuns all of a sudden know how to hotwire a car or like disable a car. <laughs> I I know why. Cause them nuns was fucking back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they got they got in that convent for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly they became Dominic Toretto. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not in sixty seconds, none version. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the other fascinating things about this movie is, and I kind of, I like I said, I did not know the story of this movie at all. I knew nothing about it. So coming in this movie and seeing a motherfucker say "Hail Hitler," like I'm like whoa, yeah. <laughs> it it was John. That first scene where the guy's bringing the mail, he says "Hail Hitler," I'm like oh. Okay, <laughs> where is this story going? <laughs> like, right. like, why is that a thing that this is in the movie? And I think it's kind of brilliant that if you're paying close attention to the story, there are these little signs that Austria is changing. 
Right. But you got to get around the music. <laughs> like, you got to get through the music right. to find these little signs. Of like, huh, there's, there's a whole other story that I, found, I personally found far more interesting than the story they were telling. This whole love story thing. It's like, all right, it's, it's kind of flimsy. And what I mean by flimsy, like, okay, Maria gets introduced to the guy. The guy doesn't like her. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he loves her all of a sudden. Then they immediately get married. Like, that's not how that works. Like, he has, he has this hot girl yeah. that he's dating. And the girl, like, you know what? I'm leaving. As soon as she leaves, they just him and Maria just gets married. Like, oh, this happily ever after. I'm like, okay, this is a good point to end the movie. And then it then the movie just instead of ending, the movie just shifts to this whole other movie where it's like, oh, we're being introduced to Nazi Germany. Essentially, it's happening. It's like, oh, the guy who was this kind of this kind of dick when at the beginning of the movie now all of a sudden has a heart. And the military tell him, no, you got to come back in because you got to serve Hitler now. And he's like, nah, I'm not doing that. He tries to kind of like plan this escape. And I thought that was a whole fascinating whole part of the story where he gets to the point like, no, we have to leave now. And I think it's a really cool and dark moment where they are trying to leave the house under the, the bus of night. And the Nazis just waiting there for him like, oh, where are you going? Why is your car not starting? Like, oh, shit, that caught. Right. How did they know they were going to leave in the dead of night? Snitches. Who's telling them? No one knew. Did the butler know? Because they, they they cut to him twice in the window. But the butler and they said that like, we're gonna not we're gonna push the car out so they can be so when they say we have no idea they can all be honest. So how did the Nazis know to wait outside that uh, that house to think that they were leaving? That's a major plot hole for me. They tried to cover it up because he said something like, "When you didn't answer your letter, the letter, oh, yeah. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were planning something. I knew so, something was up." So they're gonna stand outside his house for days for him to make a break. Pretty at, much yeah. at, <laughs> at, at night. By the way, it looked like it was two a.m. when they broke out. Okay. Oh, by the way, we're on the way to do the, the our, our our singing show. Like, dude, it's like it looked like it was like again two or three in the morning. And now it's like, well, right. no, 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 no. We're we're gonna go sing now. And like, okay, by all means, then we'll give you an escort. That 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 was a little bit odd for me. It, it was, it was. But there, there are a lot of moments in this movie I thought was really interesting and fascinating. One of the things I found funny was the whole thing where Maria essentially gets fired, and then the guy. Oh, the kids start singing. Yeah, then the kids start start singing, <laughs> and then the guy has a change of heart all of a sudden. So this yeah. is a lesson for everybody. If you're about to get t- fired from a job, teach your boss's kids how to sing. Take notes, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon. Still have your job today. <laughs> wow, that's a stretch, but okay. <laughs> well, that's essentially what happened. What are you saying? Ray, array, a ding. I don't even know the words. I'm not going to pretend to say. Can you sing them that doing that Ebony and Ivory duet between the two of each other? That would be pretty funny. That could work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> but yeah, the movie, I think. Like I said, this is, I kind of get why people like this movie so much because of the singing and the songs are memorable and stuff like that. The plot, I said, is the first half of the plot to me is nonsensical. Like there's this whole story that she's telling, she's trying to get to know the kids and everything they try to make seem like it's such a struggle. Like even the whole part where they're like, Marie, in, in the comment, they're like, Maria is a, a hard person to deal with. You see no signs of that. She just seems like an independent woman and, and I know that may seem like stunning, like a, like shark, like a, like a, a problem back in those days. But like it's like it doesn't seem like she's really causing any problems. And then the whole thing where, I guess the 
the governor, she was the governess. The guy's soon to be wife was like, ah, maybe you should leave. And she left. She just left with no problem. She was like, okay. Oh, yeah. We getting that too. I'm like, how how did you make this her seem like such a troublemaker when she is literally causing no problems? And the one time she she stood up for herself essentially for tearing up the man's dress, well, he should have every goddamn right to be mad about. This motherfucker came in his house, tore up his drapes, and made clothes. Like, <laughs> and I, yeah. there's no telling how much those drapes fucking cost. But she like took it upon herself to do that, and he, he fired her. The one time she he she he um she stood up to him, she she immediately got fired. And the only thing I brought her back is because oh the kids can sing songs now, they sound beautiful. So I guess I, I guess everything's okay. But you know, I overall thought the movie was an interesting movie. Like I said, the second half of the movie. Them trying to escape Nazi Germany, I found far more interesting than the first half of the movie. Like, ah, oh, I wish this would have been the whole movie. Also, the movie's way too long. It's three hours long. And they have a fucking intermission. Like, God damn, why is it so long? But overall, I thought the story was okay. Like I said, the second half of the story, I wish. I know this is going to be a little sacrilegious for some people. <laughs> sacrilegious? Is that like bootylicious? Yes, very much so. <laughs> you mean you, you mean sacrilegious, but okay. Yes. Just bust your, just bust your balls. I, I feel like if there wasn't as much music and they would have kind of had that underlying story of like, hey, this is what's happening right now. These people are living their life, but while they're living their life, pretty much we are developing into Nazi Germany. Something's going on back here that we don't kind of see and we're giving you hints at it. But once you get to that moment, I think the, the moment in the movie, you know, okay, shit's going down. Is when you see the dad pulling out the Nazi Germany swastika off of the, um, off of the building, it's like close to the end, and they're like, oh, I gotta get rid of it. When they come back from the trip, I think it was. And then you kind of see, okay, I see what's going on now. And it kind of like turns the page, and it's kind of getting, the story gets a little darker. And I'm like, this is a pretty interesting story, and it's kind of cool way to do this story. Because before all that, I don't think there was really much of a plot. The whole plot was essentially a love story, but you didn't get any of the elements of a love story. You don't really get to see, I guess, the captain and the bar- the baroness. I guess what? Not the baroness. What the fuck is her name? The duchess, or whatever you want to call her. Baroness. Fall in love. Oh. Even the baroness. Yeah, the baroness was the girl who was going to fall in love with originally. Correct. Right. You don't. You you see a little bit of that story. But you don't see the Captain and Maria fall in love at all. You just kind of see this thing. It just kind of happens. You're like, oh, it's a thing now. And they're married. And like, And now they're lovey-dovey. Like, we never really got any progression up to that to me. But the second half of the story I thought was really interesting. Even the part where you have the, the girl, the oldest daughter, when she sees her boyfriend the first time, they're kissing and making out and stuff like that. She's snuck off to see him. Then when she sees him again, He's a little bit more militant. And he's a little cold to her. Like, here, give this letter to your father. It's most important. And she's like, ah, you don't seem like you're all there. All of a sudden, you're a little different. And then when you get to that final scene, which was a little weird, because all the other soldiers left except him. And they, apparently, they couldn't see him standing there. And they walk out, and he sees them. And he tells the dad, like, you stay. They can escape. And the dad kind of like, um, it's a really interesting moment where she sees her boyfriend as a whole different person. What essentially Nazi Germany turned him to. He's like almost indoctrinated. And then the captain's like, yeah, this is not you. This is not you. And I thought that was a really cool moment. And I, I kind of wish he would have shot him. 
Yeah, you thought you thought that was going to be the case, but and they didn't go with it. Instead, and, and I think they should have because you have this whole scene where he takes the gun away from him, and then he says, "He, he the captain essentially says, you're not one of them." And then he screams for help. Like if you're going to scream for help, you just shot him in the first place. But that's because he said the last thing was just like, "Yeah, this isn't you." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll show you." You know, help, help. Yeah, I, I thought that was cheesy. Like, uh, he, he could have walked away and just not had that, but you need to have the kind of uh, the drama here. Yeah, yeah, that part was cheesy. I thought they could have did that. They could have did that whole thing a, a little bit better, especially because there wasn't any really interaction between the dad and him. Like, it, I thought that'd been a more powerful scene if the dad knew that this is the guy, this is the kid who was fucking my daughter, essentially. <laughs> Overall, I thought it was an okay movie. I, I see why it gets the critically acclaimed that it does. I don't like musicals at all. I mean, at all, like, like in the least bit. I think the only one I kind of tolerate is maybe The Wizard of Oz, and that's because it's kind of like ingrained in me to like that movie because I saw it when I was a kid. It's like, oh, you're older now. It's still, still okay. So it's, it's if I was to rate the movie, I'd give it a, a six. Like it's, really? It's a, yeah. Wow. I did not expect that out of you. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I thought, like I said, I enjoyed the the whole trend, the whole the second half way more than I enjoyed the first half of the movie. Right. Wait. I, okay. th- I thought that was just just more fascinating to me. Like, oh, this is an interesting story. Singing was cool, but All right. I know the song. Like, I, this is where it came from. So we got a six and we got a one. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com and guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com to say hi, hello, advertise with us. And again, please leave us that five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. Give us the old like, smash, subscribe, and turn on those notifications on YouTube. Here we go. Notes. There are some beautiful, sweeping shots to open this film. It is a aesthetically and aesthetically beautiful film. I don't care what your thoughts are on it. You boys have to admit that. In fact, so right. beautiful, they should add this to Disney's ride called Soaring. That's how beautiful this is. I can agree with that. Yeah. I guess it's normal to spin in the open fields while singing to no one in particular like an Adderall addict that's mildly <laughs> on the spectrum. Yes. They're called meth heads in Miami. Julie Andrews rocking the half Dutch boy haircut, ironically also sported by me in 1997. <laughs> so you were also a lesbian. <laughs> sure was. Am is. There are some sexy nuns in that convent. I'd like to know out of how many nuns every year get thrown out for engaging in sexual acts. It's got to be 1% or thereabout, at least. Uh, Face it, guys, a life dedicated to the church isn't paying the bills unless there's a special kink section for nuns on OnlyFans. There is. I checked. Two songs, and we're only six minutes into this film. I know this is a musical, but this is already too much of a frenetic pace for musical songs for me, musical numbers for me. Those nuns who wanted to make Julie Andrews kiss the floor probably wanted her to put her head down somewhere else. Absolutely. No question. There is too much that people allow someone to rule them as God's will for my liking. When they kept saying, well, it's God's will to do this. No, it's called you of your own life. You're not fated. This is stupid. I got angry. There's the atheist in me. Yeah. 
I'll never, ever, ever fathom how people like their dialogue or exposition sung to them. No faster way to make me run for the exits or commit a hate crime than have this happen. If a maniacal woman ran up my driveway like Julie Andrews, Julie Andrews did, I'm tossing a flashbag grenade in her direction while I'm releasing the hounds with one hand and the other grabbing a hunter rifle. <laughs> I laughed hysterically when he whips out the Captain Von Trapp, whatever, Colonel, whips out a whistle, and those kids march into formation (laughs) and then march into place. That was funny. If Dyfus only existed in Austria. (laughs) Liesl doesn't look 16. She looks like she's ready for MILF porn. Are you kidding me? 16? (laughs) It's like those people. Yeah, no, she's like 31, like in Greece. Yeah, 90210. Yeah. A pine cone on her chair? Come on, kids. You need to up your hazing game. Try putting super glue on her sex toys for a start. I bet. Julie Andrews is wearing a bigger cross than the My Pillow guy does. <laughs> <laughs> this captain is a real cockmouth. When does Julie Andrews put Visine in his beer stein? He brings, he's, why would you stay with someone this long who expects you to drop at, at the drop of a hat, run when he whistles at you? That's so demeaning. That's insane. Even for 1965, well, even 1938 or 1939 when this started. The young guy, what was his name, Rolf, the naval officer who turns in the end? Yes. He's singing how old he is to Liesl in the gazebo. This is wasted time when he could be removing the nine layers of clothing that she is wearing for some teenage hormonal release. Who is singing this long? If you're sneaking off in the middle of the night to go get, you should be fucking, not serenading. The dad, oh, this guy. The dad leaves the kids for a month-long sex fest with the Baroness? You'd think he'd come back with his ball bag so deflated he would lighten up just a little bit. That's true. Singing, these are a few of my favorite things in a bed full of kids is okay with a nun for it, with a zest for life, but not okay for Michael Jackson, Jeffrey Epstein, or Charlie Sheen. Right. Just ask Corey Haim about the latter. Oh, wait, you can't because he killed himself. That's dark. <laughs> and factual. Yes, it is. More white people fuckery singing and dancing around in their PJs. Stop it. We don't do that. I don't know. See yeah. a lot of movies white people doing that fuckery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not well represented. <laughs> I've been dragged to the market so many times by my mother, and there was never any frolicking or leaping around. There was just yelling, screaming at me to put snacks back, and me pulling coupons out of those automatic machines and then throwing them in the air like LeBron James. (laughs) The cinematography, again, is so spectacular. The landscapes are stunning, and the colors pop. For 1965, man, this is a master class on how to shoot a film. You know what the one thing that took me out of it, though? But I get it though. The car scene. Which one? The, the one last where he's one? I think it no, not the last one. The the first one where he's in the car with the, the Baroness. Okay. And it clearly looks like they, they, they have two shots of it. The first shot clearly looks like they're on a set in like the setup car and it's like a screen behind them. Then the second shot is the actual car driving. 
Yeah. So they've done this in the 60s. Now, I give you case in point because we've did it, done it a lot long ago. North by Northwest and Dr. No. It's always the, the driver's driving like this with his hands jerking yes. back and forth the wheel. But no one drives like that because you'd all be killed. And they'd have a wind machine blowing into his face. No. Exactly. Stop it. Hollywood, you're right. It was, on a, it was on a soundstage. It's not even close to being believable when you see that. I've heard so many Do-Re-Mi parodies, and it's actually interesting to hear the original version, like you pointed out, Delvin. Yeah, it's really fascinating to hear all that. Like, God, this is cool. Kids hanging in trees, the colonel called them local urchins. What a fart kisser he is. What a hard-on. They're hanging in trees having fun being kids. They're not spray painting and knocking over liquor stores, guys. It's a big difference. <laughs> By the way, all this talk about the Baroness and no sign of Destro, I declare shenanigans. I agree. What's more demeaning, a whistle for his kids to get in line or that harness that Asians put on their kids at the mall? Hmm. That's a good question. The harness. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> I just want to snip that thing, let those little kids run away. I'm not divorced. My parents did not get divorced as well. So maybe you two can relate to this next point. Did you ever have your parents, whoever, if they did get divorced, make all their kids line up and sing for their new fuck buddy like he did with the Baroness? No, but I'm going to do that to my kids this week. <laughs> kids, Mach Schnell, line up. Click, click. Today come, we're going to sing Destiny's Child. Come sing for your new mama. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that doesn't happen. I'm glad puppeteering has gone the way of the Dodo, Crystal Pepsi, and Betamax tapes. Puppeteering, not a, not a fan. Oh, yeah, dumbest. Okay. It's, really, it's almost as bad as musicals. Right. These kids are the OG Partridge family, but without the songs that are outlawed by the Geneva Convention, because those songs <laughs> by the Partridge family are terrible. Awful. There is even more creepiness how everyone in the family calls him father. We talked about this in last week's episode, Dead Poet Society. There is some sexual molestation or some psychological warfare going on in a house where the kids call their father, their dad, father at all yes, times. That is weird. That freaks me out. Despite what you think, my family did not just sit around and sing Edelweiss. Okay, we did not do that. That was something you may think blonde or blue-eyed boys do. We do not. Uh, by the way, one hour in and plus, uh, sorry, one hour plus in, there are no stakes in this movie. There is no reason for, there's no dangers, there's no nothing. They're all sitting around singing songs, pure fuckery. Nothing. <laughs> You'll see me slamming Mountain Dew at a monster truck rally before you see me ballroom dancing. This kid, this dad... What a motherfucker he is. This dad is pimping his kids out more than Joe Jackson could ever dream to do. <laughs> if, as a nun, you think you're in love with the dude, time to ditch the habit and get ready to strip when, when Von Trapp blows that whistle. Speaking of, I love the idea when it's time to whistle for sex. Like, Isn't that great, guys? Like, what? Let's go, all right, show up, let's get naked. <laughs> I do the same thing for my wife, but I just walk in the room, drop my pants, and play the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme because, as JR would say, business is about to pick up. <laughs> 
Does every actress in this film have to have a solo? This is like the original Ocean's Eleven movie where every crooner had the need to showcase their talent. Ugh. I like the Baroness playing the you can't fire me, I quit card. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> how does she how does Maria fall in love? One of you guys said it before. How does she fall in love with this guy? He has the charisma of an old rusted out muffler. He's unlikable. There is nothing he brings to the table except some money, which he's trying to get out of the Baroness, by the way. Then he dumps her for the poor girl that poor girl that she made clothes out of the drapes. Is this the new Cinderella revamp story? You know this movie has problems when at two hours and 19 minutes in, you see the Nazis, to which my first thought was, huh, something's finally going to happen about now, I think. <laughs> Lisa's piercing blue eyes. She is a stone-cold beauty. She, uh, If only she were 165 years younger than she is now, I would look her up, because she is stunning, I think. The Nazis catching the Von Trapps leaving is akin to Tarantino's bar scene in Inglorious Bastards, which did it a lot better. Yeah. Finally, it gets good when they are hiding in the graveyard. Too bad it only took two and a half hours. Yes. Why did they wait for any kind of suspense to happen in the last literally 15 to 20 minutes? You've got some pathos. You've got some moral decisions, dilemmas, whatever. It's a whole mix. There's nothing in there. There are no stakes. You've got to be kidding me. I, too, like your boys, absolutely hate musicals of the burning passion. Oh, do I ever. I get why people like it. This film dragged on and on and on and on. The last 20 minutes, if you would have had that in the beginning, I go, all right, let's go. Let's see what's up. This film dragged. I don't, I get why people like it. I will never, ever watch it again. No, thank you. I give this a two and a half out of 10 only because wow. of the ending and only because how beautifully it's shot. This film stinks. Again, I cannot stand, and I get it. I'm not the audience. I'm the first one to come out. I'm not going to penalize it for that. But I just I hate when they sing the dialogue and exposition and all that stuff to you. This film, I know it's a musical, but way too much for me to tolerate. I, I Forget all that. Forget the musical part for a minute. The plot itself plotted along and it's too much inconceivability for me for her to fall in love with him and vice versa after yeah, all that the plot's terrible until you get to that second half like, right oh, and then and then and, and then they get to the american idol bullshit part of the show no thank you where they have yeah. to showcase and so two and a half out of ten i uh, i did not like this one but okay here we go critics five star reviews it is not a bold adventuresome motion picture nor does it advance the art of the film even a trifle. What it is, and this is what producers have intended, is tuneful, uncomplicated entertainment, expensively set before the viewer. Word soup. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Next one. Singing nuns and goat and gun-toting Nazis. Something for everyone. I appreciate that one. Pure unadulterated kitsch, not a false note. 
not a whiff of reality and every detail so carefully worked out i came out a full goodwill toward all humanity until you get out of the movie theater parking lot and then someone almost right. rear-ends you <laughs> i think i'd rather have that yeah the sound of music is high fructose corn syrupy built on simplistic psychology simplistic psychology in what regard i love critics who try and insert a few words that are above the average t- in the average tome that mean nothing indubitably <laughs> you're funny critics one star reviews robert wise is responsible for this overly sugary cake that must be listened to with earplugs again i hate critics who think they're funny because yeah. 98% of the time, they're not. To enjoy director Robert Wise's Best Picture winner, you must overlook the bloated, sugar-coated story, and even then, it's an uphill slog. Story's good at all. It's a bulldozer of a musical plowing straight through things like taste, restraint, grace, and style in favor of big, big, and more big. What does that even mean? I don't know. Is it race? No, not race. Grace. Grace. Oh, grace. Oh, okay. Amazon five-star reviews. <laughs> I just returned from a river cruise in Europe. One of our excursions was The Sound of Music. Interestingly, most Austrians have never seen the movie. They are aware of it, though. Beautiful scenery. Hey, thanks for the update, Carmen San Diego. <laughs> I, I wonder if you go to Russia, Israel, or Poland, they're also aware about this film. Yes. There was also nothing wrong with this DVD. It played fine. My daughter wanted to watch it to prepare for an an audition. She didn't get the role, but it wasn't the movie's fault. Signed, Penelope Cruz. (laughs) I've loved this movie since I was a child. I first saw it decades ago. It was at a theater about one and a half miles from our house. My mother had broken her ankle. My father had the family car that day, but she was determined to make sure we got to see it. We walked the whole way, saw the movie, and walked all the way home, of course, with my mother's ankle in one of those old-fashioned plaster casts. The movie itself is wonderful from the scenery to the music to the plot. Highly recommend. By the way, this is the only time you've ever heard that story. We had to walk a mile and a half to snow with a broken ankle to school. <laughs> this movie is a, it alone blows a big hole into the Holocaust deniers theories. No story like this could ever be made up from scratch when viewing this movie with the stunning Julie Andrews, a slow realization of what people can do against each other in the name of patriotism to the flag is nothing beyond shocking. So tell me, when does a nation's flag take precedence over the life of your fellow human being and your fellow non-citizen? Never use it to destroy them in the name of patriotism. That's not only misgiving, that's sick. Signed, James Corden. <laughs> this is based off a true story, correct? No. I thought they said it was like based off of something. Yeah, it is. That. It is. I think it is based off actual it events. I thought, it was, yeah. I thought it was loosely events, but okay. I didn't and, and fully look it up. Well, yeah, probably, but I mean, it's so. Bought this one for mom. It's one of her favorites. With dementia, she can still enjoy the music <laughs> and the children in this movie. The price is great, too. Amazon, one star reviews. Purchase, not rent, in reliance of the availability and many more for this movie by my permanently developmentally disabled 26-year-old daughter on the Amazon video app because she is not of consequence 
to her disability, able to maneuver screens and logins as television. This is fraud. This is likely a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act and bad business. Do not buy Amazon videos. Signed, <laughs> signed Betty Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe, Dad, you don't have to be a selfish jerk-off and save the password for your daughter instead of giving one-star reviews to the, well, not to the movie, directed toward Jeff Bezos. Gotta hate these people. Yeah. Bought this for my wife as it is her favorite musical of all time. She has yet to watch it, bought probably two years ago. <laughs> And I refuse to watch it because I hate musicals, LOL. Listen, buddy, I hear you, too, because every time your wife comes over to my place, she wants to watch musicals after we knock boots, too. So I hear you, pal. Yeah. She likes to play the trumpet. Uh, do I want to read this last one? Okay. Mm. It was SS propaganda. Its initial intent was to demonstrate the moral decadence of Europe in general and the Austrian aristocracy in particular. It was meant to incite class warfare. Worse, it's cryptically pornographic and irreligious. Okay. A mother superior admonishing her aspiring nun to climb every mountain, search high and low. Signed, Polly Shore. All right. This is some deep (laughs) stuff here. I give the music, this is good. I give the sound of music a thumbs down. Supposedly, it's a movie about Nazis, yet they chose to show us puppets and yodeling, and everyone is wearing drapes. Signed, Jim Henson. <laughs> Delvin Cox, did Greg Salerno gut the sacred cow? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Because I think even like the highest score was a six, and this movie is known as like a critically acclaimed movie. <laughs> so, yeah, if we got a one. A two and a six. Yeah, you, you definitely gutted it. I think this film gutted itself on being two hours and 50-some minutes long and of plenty of songs. All you did was just give that little cow a push over the edge and it fell to its bloody death like Ray Liotta did in Cocaine Bear. But we're not going to talk about that now. God damn it, I haven't watched that shit. <laughs> I'll talk about that in what we watched. So, everybody, thanks again for coming on Gutting the Sacred Cow. Greg Salerno, thanks again for hanging out. Delvin Cox, you as well. We'll see everybody later. Take care now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.